For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Y'all, we are back for another episode of Believe in Kentucky. AG Aaron Gershaw from the Cats follows up in here. My name is Vinny Hardy. Been hitting the football pretty heavy, AG, but we, we it's that time of year where basketball is rolling and gotta get in here and do a basketball episode, man. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely rolling and <laughs> off to a wild start. Obviously, you know, three, you know, taking care of business and the games you should take care of business in, and then uh a very, very familiar feeling loss and going into a game where you could either have those worries kind of stack up or you can uh, eliminate that loss pretty much. Yeah, three games in a week as we have. Oh, gosh. Um, Duquesne, Michigan State, and then going out west to play Gonzaga on Sunday. So... um, I think some of the luster is is off of this game because both teams have already taken a loss. I mean, you know, I'm just, I mean, people still watch it. Still two top, yeah. For the moment, two top five teams until the poll comes out next week. But Gonzaga got thumped at Texas. Kentucky still been toward Michigan State, so both of them already taken uh, it on the chin a little bit. But it's still going to be a highly anticipated you know matchup, and and it being on Sunday. You know, uh, flip away from the NFL game of the week and everybody will watch Cats and Zags go at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, obviously, the the storyline going in is going to be the two best returning players in college basketball, right? Uh, Drew Timmy, who's been there for like eight years, it feels like, yeah. uh, doing great things at Gonzaga, and he's one of the best players in the country. And then, obviously, Oscar. And I thought it was really important. I, I would have liked him to not even have to play at all uh, on Thursday against South Carolina State, but you know, Cal Perry felt it was necessary for whatever reason, and uh, he played. And you know, uh, it was good that they were able to get him off his feet and only play him. I think it was like a little under 14 minutes, so um, he should be pretty fresh. He, <laughs> he doesn't look hurt. I mean, that one breakaway dunk he had where he took it down uh, the entire length of the court, he definitely doesn't look hurt, but uh, you know, he's probably tired at least. So, uh, it's good to see him back out there. Obviously, in both games, he's played really well when he's been out there. Um, so yeah, that, that's obviously the storyline, those two going at it, but yeah, it's a big game for both teams because uh, you know, it's not. It's not like it, this game's going to decide who the national champion's going to be. It's not going to decide who the favorite is. But hey, for Gonzaga, especially, you know, seeding, it, it counts this early. It does. Um, it, it, all those numbers are going to get inflated one way or another, uh, win or lose this game. So, uh, especially for Kentucky, if they can go in there and win this game on the road, it pretty much just eliminates that Champions Classic. Whereas if you lose this one and that, 
you know, you know, <laughs> when you're talking, when, when you get to March and you're talking about wanting to play the, that um, possible sweet 16 elite eight in Louisville, you know, you're going to look back at these two games and say, man, if we won those two, maybe we would have been home for those. So um, yeah, it, it's important. It's important for building some momentum, but at the end of the day, uh, this game will not make or break the season just like Tuesday did. Exactly. I think Drew Timmy was roommates with Adam Morrison, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they were <laughs> together. Um, but um, like you said, if they if they drop this one, well, well for Gonzaga's standpoint, it is, you know, the conference schedule. Um, this is probably their yeah. last chance for that quality win. Uh, they'd have to hope that Santa Clara or Portland or somebody is good <laughs> to to help them once they get in the WCC play, and that's that's the case for them every year. Yeah, you really, know? just Baylor and Alabama are the only two teams left uh, that they play yeah. that are substantial until you know the tournament. <laughs> well, they played Alabama last year and got drilled. Yep, yep. <laughs> they got them again this year, and they got Baylor, who's obviously always their yeah. top five right now, and they're always really really good. Played Texas just. Tuesday night or whenever, and they got drilled already. So, oh man, yeah, so they're gonna at least be home and they'll have that going for them. And uh, probably, like you said, uh, Kentucky, the first team of that caliber heading to Spokane. I think Memphis went there and some other teams, but a traditional storied program. That's the first time that anybody, uh, oh, yeah, Kentucky's ilk is going up there. So, they're gonna be juiced <laughs> for that, and that's gonna be. Uh, the novelty and the newness of that will will be, you know, it'll be in the air up there. It'll be a lot oh, yeah. with the cats coming to town. And like you said, for Kentucky, um, the way it ended, you know, you, you lead 35 minutes, you give it two dunks in, in regulation and overtime to give them life. Every time they would get up four or five and it's, it's time to separate and, and, and really they never could. They never they could. Right back and get right back to even. Yeah, they sure would. Yo-yo game. So <laughs> uh, Kentucky needs to get that fixed. If they do lose this one, they, they still got some good marquee names coming up on the schedule. Kansas, UCLA, Louisville in name only this year. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you, won't, you don't want to see this kind of stuff linger. You don't want to no. panic, but yet you want to see these mistakes get fixed. Yeah, exactly. And it, I mean, again, that what was so frustrating about that Michigan State game, it was it was a clone of the St. Peter's game, except there was no, you know, it was a better opponent. I mean, it really was that simple. I mean, you look at even like the shooting percentages. I'm trying to get it up real quick here if I can. But I, I just know off the top of my head, the numbers were one percent or two percent off. I think they shot uh, it was like twenty eight percent from three uh, in that game, and they were twenty six something against St. Peter's. And then the free throw shooting was like sixty five point seven in one game and sixty six point seven the other. It was so similar, and there were so many chances to put it away at the free throw line. And then you had Severe Wheeler, who again, a lot of what he does, I would say eighty percent of the things he does is good. Uh, he's a really good facilitator. He's a pretty good on-ball defender. Um, you know, he gets in the lane, and when he dumps it off, it's really effective. But, man, you don't want the ball in his hands when the game's on the line. He's the last one of the last guys on the team you want with the ball in his hands. He's a 44% shooter from the field, a 30% shooter from deep. He's just not a shot maker. It, it just is what it is, and that's why I was really, really happy with the game he had last night where he only took three shots. He had 10 assists. He affected the game on defense. 
Uh, he made his free throws. I mean, that's what you want from Severe Wheeler, not what we saw against Michigan State. So uh, if it does, which it probably will, come down to a late-game situation, I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched and we should have another close game. Um, <laughs> get the ball in Case and Wallace's hands. Set a screen for your shooters. Do not let Severe Wheeler be the guy with the ball in his hands. Let Kaysen run the point in that situation. It just can't go through Severe Wheeler uh, when the game's on the line. It, it just can't, or else you're going to lose games. I mean, I'm not trying to pick on the kid because it was more than just him. Obviously, Kaysen himself missed those free throws at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, both, I mean, CJ was just not uh, not shooting well the other night. I thought Calipari's rotations were bad. I, he got out coached on the inbound plays really all night. So there's a lot of blame to go around, but you know, it's probably Cal and Severe who have to take the brunt of it because they're either the ones that, you know, Severe was the one who decided to keep the ball in his hands or Cal was the one letting them. So you got to change your strategy. And I'd love to see that even if they lose the game, I'd love to just see a change in philosophy uh, at the end of the game there. And the defense is going to kind of bait you into that as well. I mean, yes. They're going to play off of him. They're going to, and, when he gets in deep, of course, it's, it's hard for him to finish because he's just not a tall guy. No. Struggle when you get in amongst the trees. <laughs> um, so they're going to play off of him and, and kind of relax on him, if you will. Uh, yeah. Until, and he is kind of what he is. You know, he, he'll hit an open jumper. He'll hit a three. Working with Tyler Eulis, he's trying to make teams play him honest. He, he's putting sure. in work, and we'll, we'll see if it translates more or not but um at the end this that's what it's going to be if he's out there teams are going to be like oh yeah cool severe you know they they're playing they they're playing to get it to him and get a bucket car yeah they're going to roll the dice and take their chances with that right they're going to want to let him be the one to beat them and let him be the one to beat them and not CJ, not Antonio, not Kaysen. They know they know that at this point <laughs> doesn't take long. The film is out. You know who the shooters are on this Kentucky. Everyone knew it was CJ already. You just look at what he did uh, at Iowa. Now you know Antonio's capable. Obviously, Kaysen being a highly regarded guy. So they're gonna try to keep the balls out of those guys' hands if it comes to a situation where it's a you know anything but a layup. So and you know. <laughs> Oscar is amazing, but you can't force feed him. You just can't. It leads to turnovers. We saw Severe have the travel. Uh, we saw a couple of bad passes from other guys trying to get the ball at him. I mean, you want to get it to him naturally, but, you know, and let him get the ball even and let him do his thing with it. It's just it can't be a force feed situation. The defense knows what's coming and, uh, you know, predictable. Just like in football, when things are predictable, uh, defenses feast. Yeah, yeah, and as much progress as Oscar's made and in and, and working to expand his game, there's still a rawness to it, especially sure. on the block. It's not it's not a chemologic one where you know you <laughs> you know the dream shake and a, a, you right. know you know, you know the, the jump hooks and, and real fundamental type stuff. Stretching out and, and you know hitting the mid range jumper, working that in and we'll see if he takes some threes or not, but it's still a work in progress with him. You know, it's, it's not Carl Anthony Towns freshman year when, you, you know, you, no. you're going to get a bucket on the block. So especially against the length, the taller guy, he won't have any trouble with Timmy, you know, because Timmy's not a shot blocker and a leaper either. But against longer, lankier guys, we've seen Oscar struggle in the past. And, and 
one of those hook shots against Michigan State was kind of rough, like off the side of the backboard, Ooh, you know. Stuff that like was that. in a big spot too. Yeah, yeah that, that just can't happen. Mm. But and that's why you don't. <laughs> that's why you know if 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 it's a two point game, one point game, and you have like what Michigan State did for a big guy dunk, <laughs> yeah, give him the ball. But uh, him and Severe, you know, they might be the two more prominent players on the team, but they're not the guy you want with the ball. Uh, with you know, a, a, in need of a basket. It's got to be C.J. Frederick. And set screens for him. For I mean, it's like I don't get the the philosophy that Cal's almost seemingly always had that he doesn't screen for shooters. It's only for the point guard. Like, I mean, it felt like uh, there were opportunities to set a screen for C.J. or Antonio when he was on the floor, and they just don't do it. It's just, you know, you don't want to pick on Cal too much. He knows more than us, but it, there is just some clear, obvious things that can get fixed like that. And it just feels like he never does it. Some execution things. We we what killing Grady would run the baseline some last year. Oh. Um you but, set a screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh Hauser curls and is and he gets screens <laughs> all the time. A and good he's clean not getting... look. A good clean yeah. look, you know, and he you know, he threw up a, a terrible brick you know i think the ball got stuck between the, the rim and the back yes. his first shot yeah so i'm like oh, okay but once he got locked in i mean he put him on his back and, and it sure did i mean so I, I i had to quit laughing at him after that I was like, okay this dude has shut me up and he yeah and he, he had a really ba- he had a really bad game against uh against gonzaga on the boat i mean there's a boat so who knows yeah, but yeah. yeah i mean he backed it up he, he played a great game and they helped him out because he was getting, they were screening for him. They were, uh, you know, they were moving him in and out. They were just doing things that were creative. And it just felt like there was a lack of creativity from Kentucky's offense or even just the lack of fundamentals. And it was frustrating. And we talk about, you know, severe and he does a lot of good things. Like you said, he was yes. the line assist, you know, he led the league in assist at a, a garbage Georgia team. So, when you yeah, come two to years in a row. Team, you know that those numbers were gonna because you got better finishers. Oscar's still raw, but he's phenomenal. You don't, you don't. There was no fluke with what he did last year. No, so get that. But as far as a bona fide stud, you know, Wallace is a freshman. He has those traits a little bit. Toppin has made strides in each of his seasons, but. If he's gonna take that leap, he might have to be that guy. I don't know if he's uh, built for that. No, <laughs> or, you know, let him be that dude. But you, somebody, so it's gonna the pecking order will establish itself as to who's the man. Yeah. You know, like it always does. Um, but I, everybody, I think expects a, a big step from top, and I've kind of been on look how much improvement he's made. I don't know what type of leap he makes this year. You'd like to see him be that dude. He he talks like he wants to be that guy. Yeah. And if he is, then you have Oscar doing what he's doing. You want to take that away. You you got another option in topping, and then you got these shooters. Now you're lethal. If yeah. Then you're talking. <laughs> yeah, and you have because they have the personnel this year. I truly believe, and I think the issue last year is you were relying on one three-point shooter, and you were like again, it was Sophia Wheeler uh, and Oscar Shibway that were just getting the you know they were just being asked to do a little too much, and I think you could avoid that this year with the personnel you have. And again, it was just one big game, but the fact that they went right back to that in the first big game is frustrating. And then you saw. 
I think the biggest worrisome thing, honestly, for me, wasn't even uh, all that, too. It was how bad are they when Oscar's on on the floor against a good team? I mean, they were rough. And not just, obviously, we saw what happened in double overtime. I mean, that was awful. But even, like, you know, they had to put Oscar right back in. Like, Ugo came in for a minute, and it just wasn't happening. They put him back in. There was, a, I think, a time and at toward the end of the first half that kind of helped Michigan state take the lead into halftime Oscar comes out, the defense can't do anything. So that's concerning, especially, you know, like you said, I think Oscar should be fine against Timmy um, on, on Sunday, but what happens when Timmy's in and Oscar's out? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if I trust Jacob Toppin on him. I definitely don't trust at this point uh, either Ugo or Damien Collins on him at this point or Lance Ware even. So uh, that that's, what's tough is you're going to, you can't run this kid into the ground as much as you want to. And you mentioned maybe you wondered if why he even played last night against South Carolina State, which that maybe tells us that maybe there isn't swelling or he's healing. And as far as that goes, we because they kept saying how right how he will respond after Michigan State, how he respond after South Carolina State. So maybe the swelling's good in that regard, but the temptation to if he's out the plus minus gets out of whack and then you you want like you said run him in the ground you got to play him a lot more minutes the wear and tear of the season yeah and i mean we know and we know how much better the i mean just from a couple years ago how much better the sec is i mean there are a lot of people obviously are for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So there's a, you can make an argument they have a better roster than Kentucky. That, that's just the truth. They're that good. Uh, obviously, um, Auburn is really good. Tennessee's really good. Alabama's really good. Uh, I think Florida, even though they had that bad loss, is pretty good. So uh, it's a it's a really good conference, and you need him at full health. And like you said, I mean, this conference, non-conference slate, I mean, I guess the, really it's UCLA, Michigan um, left on it that really scare you. Um, but Louisville it, name only this year. Yeah, Louisville. They might honestly, if you look at Louisville's schedule, I, I don't know what they might not win again until they get Florida. And I mean, they've got Arkansas, not gonna happen. Maryland, not sure how good Maryland is this year, but given their history, they're probably better. Miami, uh, Florida State, WKU. I mean, until they get uh, FA, uh, Florida AM and then Lipscomb. I mean. Man, they could start like oh for that'd be one, two, three, four, five. They could be their own three. That could be oh and eight going into that. They, they really can. I mean, I, I just think they're bound to pick one of those games off because that seems to how it always goes. Uh, but man, oh and eight is staring them in the face. Florida State is giving them hope. They've lost to Stetson and yeah, they look bad. That's true. They got they a lot bad. Out and they can't guard their shadow right now. So I don't know. That's true. Coach Ham might have him right, and he just might say, I'm not losing this. So I'm yeah. not going to give Kenny Payne his first win. Now, Leonard Hamilton's a damn good coach. Yeah, you don't want to mess with him. And then, yeah, Maryland obviously now has a pretty good coach in there, and so does Miami. We saw what Miami was able to do last year. So 
That's a bear. That's a tough schedule. Arkansas is really, really. I know fans hate them and Eric Musselman's annoying and all that, but I, like I said, I keep telling the story. I was there last um, last February. That place shakes, and when they're really good, that's a. I, I don't know if anyone won in there last year. I don't think they lost. I, I don't think they lost a home game last year. So, uh, and that and that that talent obviously travels too. And you saw they knocked out. Um, you, they knocked out Gonzaga, and they've been in the Elite Eight two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, could be a long. Well, gonna be a long season for Louisville. Um, and we'll just see, based on what we're seeing now, see how it plays out for the Cats. Uh, you know, guys could step up and and you know play better consistently, more than we think they will. You know, David Collins could step up. The sophomore Toppin could step on up, and you, you're going to have those ebbs and flows that you, it's hard yeah. to account for until you see a handful of games. But um, there's still a lot of talent there, but there's still some weaknesses that could be exploited by other teams if if they don't, you know, kind of get them corrected. That's good. Oh yeah, that, no. that's the case for everybody. But sure. looking more at Kentucky because we're covering Kentucky, and and so we. Yeah. You know, we saw what we saw against in Indianapolis, and then we see where eh, this could get dicey. So we're just we just talking. I think it was just yeah, it was just frustrating because you know you have a whole off season. I mean, in college sports especially, you know when there you know when there's not I guess the portal's changing that where there's free agents and you got to you know scout other kids and other teams. But you know it's such a it's such a time to reflect on your own wounds and see what you need to do better. Even the, I mean, I guarantee you, I'm losing my mind. A Kansas who won the national championship last year uh, is doing a lot of self scouting and self evaluating over the off season to fix even the things that they weren't good enough at last year to be even better this year. And, you know, Cal has the whole off season to do that. And when it looks the same, you know, in the same building <laughs> against, and again, Michigan state's a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I don't think they're the Cassius Winston, Michigan state that went to a final four or even, you know, Tom Izzo's 2000 team, or, you know, I think Izzo's an amazing coach, but I don't think he has that great a team right now. And, you know, they're able to pick that game off because you play the same exact way that got you beat uh, by St. Peter's, you know, 200 something days ago, it's frustrating. So I get why fans are frustrated and they have every right to be. Um, but it, it, the good thing is it's very early and that that game literally gets wiped off uh, if you win this one Sunday. It really does. But that's a tall task because like like we like you said, coming off a loss to Texas, they're going to be uh, they're going to be really motivated to get this thing done, especially at home. Yeah. Yeah. But Timmy, Timmy intimated that what Kentucky was scared uh, to come to the kennel or something like that. Yeah, I don't know what all happened. that was. Didn't they end up? I know they extended the series, so now it, like it's never ending. And yeah, I'm pretty sure went from never playing to go play six yeah, years. Yeah, I want to say that they like made it clear that one of the games would be in the kennel. Uh, I'm gonna like pull that up right now. Game of the season is is pretty. <laughs> you probably, yes. Yeah, I probably won't. Yeah, he probably won't yeah, be here it is. for that so game. But... So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, this guy, it's uh, they're going to do neutral sites in Seattle and in Nashville, and then they'll play at Rupp again in 20. They're playing in Rupp next year, obviously, 2024 in Seattle, 25 Nashville, 26 back at Rupp, 27 in the kennel. So, yeah, uh, they'll only, get their wish. It's just going to take a little bit. Only two games on the West Coast? 
two, uh, three games if you count this year, Seattle, neutral site, neutral site, and then Kennel. And then you got two here at Rupp and then Nashville, which is obviously a Kentucky home crowd. Because Kentucky can't play in Louisville right now. But so. yeah, that ain't happening. I don't think they're going to rent that court out. Exactly. Yum Center is still off limits for for the moment. Uh, it may, hey, it could be their home for the tournament, though, if they get to the second weekend and they can get that seed. But yeah. doesn't it just feel like they're not going to put Kentucky in that no matter what? <laughs> and they'd have to be the number one overall seed, I feel like. And Duke would play in Greensboro every year in, uh, that I can remember for the, I think they would start the NCAA tournament there. Yeah, they usually they open there a lot. Not that city's obviously not big enough for the, um, for the second weekend. But yeah, but it was always in their backyard. I'm like, Dude, yeah, you always got to open up there in, you know, yeah. Carolina, well, which was you know, but I never thought that was that fair. But whatever. it was late. It was laid out for UK last year. Indies, uh, man, that that place was rocking for as a Kentucky home game. That well, it wasn't rocking then because there's nothing to cheer about. <laughs> but it was rocking. Yes, uh, on Tuesday, man, that was a. Uh, and Michigan State fans traveled. They they got loud, but yeah, that was a home crowd for Rupp. I mean, three hours down the up the road, it was a. Uh, it sounded like Rupp in there at times. Yeah, yeah, everybody was fired up and excited, and you know, hated to see them drop that, especially the way they did. Especially with everybody, so the fan base is so anxious to get last year really, really in the rear view for real. And really, the last two years. I mean, that, that's what yeah. this whole. I think that's what this whole season's all about. You did it on the recruiting trail. I mean, that I think everyone was all, "Oh, Cal's not getting on guys early enough," and he took the advice and he did a great. <laughs> I don't think he could have done better on paper with the class that's coming in in twenty twenty three. Yeah. But now, what's the, the next? I mean, that's the number two most important thing to the fans. Number one is winning ball games, and you know, no one's going to care anymore if you beat up on South Carolina State, uh, Duquesne, and Howard. They want to see you beat Michigan State, which didn't happen. They want. I mean, I think it would, the ideal situation for Kentucky uh, with the Gonzaga, Michigan, UCLA, and Louisville would be to at least only drop one of those games. And that probably be Gonzaga. I, 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 and UCLA is really good too, but you know UCLA has to go across the country. You only have to go, you know, two hour flight to New York. Uh, you should be able to take care of that. You would think. And then obviously you better beat Louisville, or else uh, Cal might actually people might actually call for him to be fired and be serious about it. <laughs> and uh, Michigan. Uh, last time I checked, I don't know if you saw they were getting killed by somebody. Arizona State. Uh, Joel Justice's team beat him by 25 tonight. So, Bobby Hurley still out there too. Bobby Hurley, yeah. Joel Justice, the assistant. Yeah. So, got to throw the Kentucky reference in there. But yeah, 25 point win. Uh, I don't know where. Oh, at the Barclay Center. So Arizona State traveled cross country and whooped Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Michigan's three and two. They have a loss already. Who yeah, was their other one? A, they take a step back. Which Kentucky plays them, but I don't think it's going to be. I'm not going to say it's in name only like Louisville, but I don't know if it'll be as good of a Michigan team as we've seen. Yeah. I mean, Imani Bates and EMU, beat, they only beat EMU by five. Yeah, so it's, we got some struggles going on up there in Ann Arbor. So. Yeah. They got time to gel before Kentucky plays them, but I don't, I don't think they're going to be as good of a team. 
No, it's kind of similar to Michigan State where you kind of know who their guy is. It's Hunter Dickinson, right? He kind of knew with State it was Joey Hauser, and yeah. they just they didn't do a good job with that. So we'll see if they can do better. But, yeah, Hunter Dickinson's a great player. Outside of that, I'm not really – I'm not high on them either. Yeah. But, yeah, they, but Hauser, man, first of all, they executed. And then yeah. there were times where, you know, he was just in the corner on a nice kick out, and he just in rhythm book it. So – yeah, it was infuriating. It was so preventable. The combination of Cal talking about them leaving him and then Izzo dialing up and drawing up good stuff for him. And yeah. And not even it's it's always been an issue with Cal. There's no plan on inbound plays. There's none. It's just find an open guy and shoot. <laughs> I mean, you saw what the difference was. That that was Tom Izzo on both of those, both the the one on the, the first dunk to Malik where, you know, Oscar, everyone's like, oh, Oscar got so lost because they ran a great play that psyched them out. That's coaching. And then the, obviously the full length of the court play was beautiful, beautifully. And the, you know, they practiced that and you know, that was drawn up and practiced. And mm-hmm. um, that's frustrating because that can be done here too. And uh, it doesn't seem like it ever is. Yeah, I think he's, the time until he was asked, he said they don't have time to do. To get- right. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Come on. And I had my whole, <laughs> I had my, because the Tom, everybody talked about Tubby Smith, 10 lost Tubby, that name stuck to him. And Tom Izzo's lost, had a lot of 10 lost seasons too. And nobody really yeah. wants to talk about that. And yeah. I had my, 10 loss Tommy has already got two losses had Kentucky won. Had to, of course, erase that and didn't, of course, tweet that out because they ended up coming back and winning. But, you know, that, yeah, Thomas lost had a lot of seasons where he's lost 10 games. Nobody right. said about him. But, you know, you stayed in one long enough, I guess it happens. But And he's so he's just consistent. I mean, yeah, he's uh, the, yeah, he's, he, they're always in the mix. And, the, you know, East Lansing, you're not going to get you're not going to recruit that place that well. You can't do it every year, at least. That was other than, you know, the Magic Johnson years, that program wasn't like a storied program before he got there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's just, I mean, he's been there since what? He's been there since 1995, yeah. obviously won a national championship really early. They've been in the final four eight times. I mean, you could get, <laughs> you could have three bad years in a row, and they're not going to kick you out of there when you take them to the Final Four eight times. I mean, uh, that's why Cal was so beloved here is because he did it five times in his first, like, seven years or whatever it was, and it hasn't happened again since. That's why people are on edge because, you know, guys like Tom Izzo are so consistent. They get there every four years or so. I mean, Michigan State, when was their last trip? It had to be pretty – I feel like they were just in it recently. It would have been – 2019. I mean, they, they, that's right. They knocked they knocked out uh, RJ Barrett Zion in them. So sure it is. Yeah, yeah. They're just a, they're a more consistent program, and I think that I think that would calm a lot of fans down if there was like not winning a championship every year, but being in the Final Four like every three four years would look a lot better than five really good years stacked up and then seven you're falling short. Yeah, and you can't you can't control it or well if if they were staggered out a little bit more if if you yeah take 20 2011 and put it in 2018 i think the fans are a lot more calm because i do too but it would still be the same amount of final fours instead of just a bunch and then this mini route without then it would just be like well they just went in 2018 it's only been (laughs) 50 years 
in one year we didn't even have a tournament for COVID. Right. So it would have really just been two years without yeah. it. Yeah, the mindset would of the family. That'd be so much different. Now I'm I'm one that I'm like, look, ninety six was the first year I was old enough to remember a title. They won in seventy eight. I was like three months old. <laughs> ninety six, you know, senior year in high school, that's the first title I saw. Then they lose in 97, they win again in 98. And then you go from 98 to 2012. So that we, we've seen some droughts. You know, you, you yeah. don't want to see those droughts, but it's, we're not going to die if we don't, No. you know, even though the fan base thinks it is. I they, really think they're asking more for a Final Four than anything. Yeah. Like, I know, I know, obviously, the ultimate goal, you would still feel like you cut, you got, I mean, it, it was a whole different ball game in 30, the 38 and 0 year because you were, heads above everybody else. You were dominating your way. You know, you almost get tripped up by Notre Dame and then you you blow it against Wisconsin. And you're up in Indy three hours away. So, you know, that one's different. But like, man, if that Tyler Hero team got to the 28 to the final four that year, I think everyone's happy if they just got there. Same with the same with the um oh man. I'm trying to think. No, no, no. I guess it was just that one because that was sweet sixteen there before that. So yeah. And then what oh, I'm thinking of the De'Aaron Fox here. That was two years before. Yeah, now, if that team got to the final four, you know, everybody the, else had lost, and then, then they lost to Kansas State. And yeah, you know that. Oh my God. Yeah, that team was just bad, though. I think everyone kind of understood it. I think the anger was one, they weren't very good, so they're going to look at Cal, and two, you know, it was Kansas State, Loyola, Nevada were the last four teams in that bracket, and you didn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is what it is, but we'll see what happens Sunday. So we had to get here and talk a little basketball. Um, y'all can get this episode once it drops. Everywhere you get your podcast, go to Believe.com, go straight to the site, go to Spotify, you know, Stitcher, CastBox, all those different platforms where you can listen. Believe also puts it up on YouTube. You can watch uh, Believe TV. Tune in. Uh, tweet out a link to where let me see if I can find it. I believe just partnered up with um, let me see fast let me see fast TV or something like that. Some free TV where it's not cable. If I can find it real quick. And you can follow us at Believe in Kentucky. Um, believe uh, Freecast TV. They just partnered up with them. There we go. So, uh, all kind of ways to be able to see the episodes, to hear the episodes. Uh, we're happy to bring them to you. And like I said, tune in, uh, believe TV, believe football. Oh, look, getting to be where we're everywhere. So y'all can hear the two of us. And on the football side, we have Jalen Whitlow with us. Um, you can see us on the YouTube. I usually put them on the social media as well. So good stuff. We also got merch. We got Cat Daddy shirts that y'all can check out. Shop.believe.com. Go and check those out. Those are on social media too. They got blue, gray, and white. The Believe logo and Cat Daddies and all that good stuff. So, um, And also, don't forget our friends at Lots of Rain Watches. Lots of Rain, get yourself a, a great timepiece. Uh, we retweet their tweets. Uh, Dave and Ben are doing great stuff. Lots of Rain.com. Ask a question in a chat about the watch you want to get. If you want a new band, you want to accessorize it, you want to change up styles, you can do all of that. Go to Lots of Rain. You get a whole lot of watch, and it is not expensive. They got great reviews. Watches under $500. It looks like you spent way more than that for the watch that you actually have. So, lotsofrain.com. 
and get yourself a great timepiece. Tell them you heard about them listening to us on Believe in Kentucky podcast. And they will not steer you wrong with the watch that you purchase. So, AG, uh, oh, too, we got to get props to our, Tom Leach, the voice of the cast. Alpha announced oh. an article about Tom. Yeah. Do the Georgia game tomorrow and then go do double duty and go out to Spokane. Uh, he's taking a big risk, too, because, you know, he's a Kentucky fan. We know that. He's taking a big risk of uh, being a little depressed after those two. But uh, no, man, that's awesome. I can't. That's uh that's a that's some awesome work, and obviously, you know, if the, God forbid there are big moments in those games, there's no one else you'd rather on the call. I mean, no offense to anybody else, he's 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 uh, special at what he does. He's as good as it gets, both sports. So uh, yeah. that's really cool that he's doing it. It's cool that um, I think he's flying with the donors to Spokane, so it's cool yeah. that they're uh, picking that up and including him in that. So um, yeah, that that was a pretty cool story there. Yeah, yeah. So finish up with Georgia to be. Seven o'clock at the earliest. That, you know, that game will be over, and then yeah. I don't know if he'll hand off the. Maybe he should just give it to Pecoro in the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Destin Wade, and now on the mic is Jeff Pecoro. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. So if it if it's over at seven, he might hand over the, the post game wrap up. He might you know let somebody else do that to go get to Bluegrass Airport. Get to Spokane, who knows when, and then oh, and then head back with the a, team late Sunday yeah, night. I'm sure. Thing is, the seven thirty. Yeah, and once they they play, time. yeah, he'll get a whole Monday off. I, I guess not because he'll have the stoop show. But yeah, man, unless someone yeah. else does that for him, because basketball doesn't play again until uh, Wednesday afternoon against North Florida, which is mm-hmm. uh, yeah, interesting. They're even playing the day before Thanksgiving. But all right, yeah. <laughs> So you're gonna be in Kroger Field, or you you head to Spokane too? Yeah, you nope. might be doing. Just... No, no. <laughs> Daryl Bird's going to Spokane, okay. and I'm going to going to Kroger Field. All right, <laughs> there you have it, folks. And keep up with Aaron at the Cats Pose, cranking out great content. The the piece about the Vanderbilt loss is it one of Stoops is you know more no we're talking football but he, look the man covers football I can do both so read everything Aaron writes at the Cats Pause Daryl Bird is a legend y'all do great stuff over there and keep tuning in here for us on Believe in Kentucky and we'll be back um, hopefully Monday uh, hopefully have some basketball guests we'll, we'll get that hopefully lined out and have a because it is basketball time. Hopefully, I have a couple guests on it. I'm not gonna jinx it, but y'all tune in and, and see who is trying to join us on Monday. So that'll be it for now, man. For my man Aaron Gershon, my name is Vinny Hardy. It's been another episode of Believe in Kentucky. Everybody have a good weekend, and hopefully, Kentucky does their thing. Uh, be competitive on the football field, and hopefully, don't embarrass yourself on CBS, please. And get a win in Spokane, hopefully against a a good team. With that, we'll see everybody next time for an episode of Believe and Continue. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.